Hello and welcome to Bid Foods Talking Food podcast. I'm Joe Anglis, and in this episode, we'll be discussing our third macro trend for our 2021 food and drink trends, food for the soul. Joining me to help digest what this trend is, once again, is Georgina Trinaman from our customer marketing team. And we'll also be enjoyed by Fiona Speakman from CGA. So let's get it started. So to start things off, Georgina, tell me a little bit about Food for the Soul. Food for the Soul is all about consumers making their homes and family lives as comfortable as possible. And cooking has become a real national pastime. It has five subtrends, which include classic revisited, think comfort food, slow cooking, soups and tray bakes, nostalgia um, about evoking memories, looking back at what your parents and grandparents cooked, carbs elevated, they're back and they're delicious, home focus, getting organised, big weekly shops and tasty and nutritious meals, and finally, upskilling at home. This is all about growing your own veg, cooking your own sourdoughs and barbecuing. Thank you, Georgina. And now over to Fiona. Welcome back to our podcast. Can you remind everyone what you do for CGA? Hi, Joe. Yeah, I head up the food side of the business for CGA and we're a data research insight consultancy specifically focused on the out of home. Thanks, Fiona. So food for the soul suggests nostalgia, tradition. Do you think the nation has been seeking this recently and why? Yeah, absolutely. I think in times of uncertainty, um, people are looking for comfort and they're also looking for that warming kind of um, hearty food experience, which conjures up kind of um, safer times and perhaps times where where pressures were less evident. Um, I think also there's, there's a factor around being kind of filling and satisfying in terms of the experience of food and finding comfort in an area where you can control the situation. Um, and determine what you eat. To me, it feels like this trend could encourage the use of seasonal produce, unusual cuts of meat, the reduction of waste and the creation of batches of food. Do you get a sense of this behaviour from the trend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that this trend marries really well with that shift to sustainable consumption as well. And we know that consumers and operators are more conscious than ever before. Um, For example, 69% of consumers tell us that they try to lead an environmentally friendly lifestyle. So that kind of batch cooking and being as efficient as possible with ingredients and using those seasonal products so that you're not kind of upping your food miles, etc. is really relevant and resonant at this time. So Georgina, how could uh, venues and operators adapt their menus, especially in the colder months at the start of the year to offer something hearty, but also healthy? Yeah, so I think venues and operators um, should look at the story of a lot of their ingredients. Uh, For example, if they're growing vegetables locally, making sure that this is communicated on their menus so their customers know that they're getting really the most nutritious foods possible. I think throughout the winter months, they should really make sure that they're offering things like broths, stews and soups, um, those real sort of classic comfort foods, um, really warming up their consumers. Um, And finally, I also think there's really great opportunities in this for the education sector um, to talk about past times and maybe educate through food using old recipes and techniques. Fiona, soul food is another angle of food for the soul, which is usually traditional in African-American food. These dishes touch on South American as well as African cuisines, which we've seen growing in popularity. 
But what yeah. types of options can we expect to see or menus that represent the sentiment of this trend, as well as some of the flavours and warmth from the cuisines? Yeah, I think as we go into 2021, um, consumers will be more um, experimental with their flavours and we'll see a, a real expansion of that kind of flavour profile across the piece. And we know that things like Mexican food have become fairly mainstream from that kind of Central American base, but also we're seeing those kind of South American flavours come through and even across different um, cuisine types. So, for example, um, there's things like the Club Mexicana at the Spread Eagle, which is a well-known vegan pub um, that does really well. And we're seeing lots of those African flavours as well coming through to flavour the traditional kind of stews and, and curries and that kind of thing. But also from an Americana flavour as well, um, that combination of the spice and warmth enhancing flavour and things like salsas and hot dishes are also prevalent on dishes. So on menus, sorry, we are seeing lots of different kind of flavors coming through. But I think one of the key things that will underpin all of this with the uh, food for the soul is the portion size. So that hearty and satisfying portions are the, the main thing that people are looking for to kind of fulfill that need of comfort food. Absolutely. Um, how about with drinks, though? Are we seeing new innovation in this category fitting into this trend? Yeah, absolutely. I think particularly from a hot beverage perspective, um, I mean, more generally, we've seen the hot beverage occasion become more of a, an occasion in its own right. And the rise of coffee shops is testament to this. You know, we've got a whole culture around coffee and hot drinks now. Um, but for operators as well, it's a real opportunity to capitalise on that, particularly when they reopen. And we know that, for example, the cost of the average cup of tea has, has risen um, significantly and the, the variety of teas is, that are available also. But then when you look at things like hot chocolates, different types of coffees, but also things like milkshakes becoming a, a kind of destination um, menu item, if you like, with things like freak shakes, um, where you, you're kind of having a drink, but it's also a dessert. So you're seeing that kind of trend growing over time and that drink occasion really becoming something about comfort and giving you an opportunity to catch up with friends to share an experience and to really engage in some indulgence um, and we know that consumers really focus on that treat occasion in terms of engaging with the out of home so um, it's kind of the main reason that people go out is it's 66 percent of consumers tell us that it's um, the number one occasion for them to go out is for a treat so I think there's definitely um, the kind of soul, soul food trend spilling over into drinks as well as food. So Georgina, unfortunately, the recent eating environment obviously doesn't allow the social side of this type of dining. But how can operators adapt their offer to still make great dishes available to smaller social groups and occasions? Absolutely. I think um, a lot of restaurants um, and outlets at the moment are doing really, really well with these meal delivery kits. Um, so a lot of these kind of come half prepared and then you finish them in your own homes. They might have recipes um, and instructions that come with them. Um, and I think a lot of the kind of really old fashioned meals, um, they might have gone out of fashion for certain reasons. For example, they take a long time to prepare. Um, a broth takes hours to cook, for example. Um, and then also sometimes these ingredients, as they have become um, less popular, they're more difficult to get hold of. So restaurants stocking these things and making these available to consumers um, and then delivering them in these meal kits, I think is a really great way for um, consumers to bring these trends into their own homes. 
I also think uh, there's opportunities for kind of those small individual miniature portions. Um, I think these are really popular. They're very visually appealing. Also, we need to not forget that families are maybe isolating together. So there is a sense of community within some homes still, um, which means these dishes can be enjoyed by everyone um, in smaller groups. And Fiona, because this trend suggests an informality in the way people would usually enjoy the food for the sole occasion, mm. what sort of formats do you see this in now and how do you think these could evolve? I think to Georgina's point, I think the meal kit is definitely something that operators are looking to evolve um, and those that, that can do it are doing it well. So we're seeing examples of two ends of the spectrum. One is the kind of sharing meal occasion. The other end of that is the looks end, almost the premium end. So we're seeing things like um, Six by Nico in the Northwest doing a home delivery service called Home X, which is a plate at home option. And it is a, a three course meal with wine um, for £60. As an example, it's not a, a cheap option for two people, but it's actually a treat. And the, that treat occasion keeps coming back. So I think in that sense, the format of the meal will will evolve having those individually hygienically packed portions that the operator can still deliver or have collected and the consumer can still enjoy that food. And the purpose of going out and enjoying that kind of soul food is it's food that you wouldn't necessarily always just cook at home. You want someone to do it for you. It's understanding kind of how that can still be delivered by the out of home for consumers at home to make them feel like they're having a special occasion, uh, something different and not just the usual meal at home. These are the formats that I think we'll see evolving over time, especially as there's a continued kind of restriction on opening and socialising. Um, but certainly as, as time goes on, we hope to see the return of things like sharing platters and, um, you know, shared occasions. Whether that will come is unknown at this stage, given the, the current kind of broader context. Yeah, it's tricky. Georgina, you've bought some of these meal kits before. Yeah, so I've um, definitely been experimenting with this in lockdown. Um, and I think there's such a great way to um, to bring a bit of excitement to the meal, um, to try foods that you would probably never even dream of cooking at home. Um, and yeah, just really elevate your sort of your Friday or your Saturday night. Um, I think they're a really great way to, um, to bring restaurants into consumers' homes. Yeah, I, I love them all. They're really good ideas, I think. Fiona, quite a lot of these sort of favourites in this trend uh, often involve meat. How could these be adapted to suit the growing numbers of consumers who are adopting plant-based diets? Yeah, well, I think the first thing to, to be aware of, particularly from a, a supplier and operator perspective, is that 20% of all consumers are likely to choose a plant-based dish. So it isn't only for plant-based consumers that that dish could be relevant. So I think that's the first thing to, to see it as an opportunity. And, um, and I guess then it's about evolving the offer on menu to make sure that it is exciting, that it's, um, it's providing the, the flavour and the engagement for plant-based consumers or people who are fancying a plant-based dish, because that's the other challenge. It's utilising all the wonderful kind of seasonal fruit and veg available um, and then enhancing them with, with kind of the spices and flavours that are out there. But it's also remembering that it's about developing product or menu items that actually are interesting from a vegan or plant-based perspective, because 86% of vegan consumers, for example, believe it's important that there's especially 
created vegan dish on menu and it is a key frustration that often it's just the same dish that is offered to meat eaters without the meat yeah i totally agree georgina what recipes do we have that we've created that you think represent this trend really well and are making it easy for operators to represent this trend on their menus yeah so we have um a really extensive um repertoire of recipes um, on our website but for um, trends this year um, the leading recipe for this trend is actually the uh, a Lancashire hot pot pie with pickled red cabbage slaw um, it's really delicious kind of whole hearty um, lamb pie um, which really embraces that kind of comfort eating um, but also that real kind of nostalgia element um, I think pies are something that you kind of you don't necessarily eat on a on a weekly basis um, and that's a real treat and I think it's something that our kind of the generations before us um, definitely ate a lot more of. Um, back to the point that Fiona was making as well about um, vegan, I think um, Bidfood have a really great range um, of vegan offerings um, and especially actually in pizzas um, I'm really concentrating on those carbs and those filling recipes. Um, we've got great um, sourdough pizza recipes that really bring this trend to life. That's great. And then Fiona, in terms of obviously takeaway and delivery is growing and is so important at the moment. How can a business improve their offer to, to deliver the full food for the soul experience? So I think it's a lot of that is thinking about the vehicle for for the delivery in terms of not the, the physical vehicle, but the actual format of the takeaway um, delivery item and making sure that they've got the right packaging in place um, so that the food arrives in the best possible condition. Um, I think it's about having a menu that is concise and easy to deliver, i.e. when it's kind of working with their their teams that they're, it's, it's able to be put together in a a quick and easy way but also that will deliver delicious food you know in the in the right way and um and then finally it's about making sure that they're keeping up to speed on the trends that are uh, are prevalent at the time and offering you know new and interesting items on menu absolutely so my final question is for both of you um what is the dish or drink that delivers food to your soul what's your favorites georgina do you want to start so for me, I am a huge pasta lover um, and I love a large glass of red wine. Um, it's what I crave every Friday night. Um, I'll have just done my final sort of workout for the week, ready to relax um, and indulge. How about you, Fiona? Yeah, I have to say I'm true to my northern roots. Um, I love hot pots <laughs> with red cabbage um, and I just love the contrast of the sharpness of the cabbage um and the richness of the meat and the in the kind of potatoes and carrots and you know the kind of heartiness from a, a comfort perspective i think it reminds me of, of being at home and being surrounded by family two great options there thank you very much if you want to learn more about the food for the soul trend or any of the other trends for 2021 please see the links for more information in the episode summary Next up in the series, we're talking about the trend, the new normal. I'm looking forward to you joining us there. In the meantime, please do subscribe and rate our podcast series on whatever platform you use to listen to this on. This helps us to reach and support more people in the industry. Thank you for listening and goodbye.